0: Hey, this is a podcast. No, wait, it's a comedy podcast. Well, we tried to make it a comedy podcast. And uh, it's not meant to offend anyone. So don't get offended, okay? And wait, there's something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listener discretion is advised. Audiomatic presents Our Last Week. Hi, Kunal. Hi, Pal. Uh, Kunal, listen, I'm going to get straight into it. I've got myself into some trouble, big trouble. What is this? So, uh, I got, I guess, persuaded, uh, led into, accidentally found myself in a film. That's great. Yeah, but it's not uncommon. You and I have made a few films together that I have Hmm. written, that you have directed, you've starred in. This is a mistake, a giant mistake. I am acting in a film, in somebody else's film. I have accidentally, for a brief period, entered your profession.
1: No, but I, I mean, I've seen you act in ads and things like that. You've you've been in front of the camera quite often now.
0: See, bits and pieces, I have done a day's work here and there. This is true. My conundrum is this. Uh, 90% of this is out of your control. You know, like mm. I'm saying you could be playing the scene for an emotional value, hmm. but the other actor thinks it's funny, so he chooses to do hiccups and wink through the scene.
1: So hmm. both of hmm. you are
0: at cross purposes. You, so, so much of this profession is dependent on your environment and other people's intelligence around you, right? Of which hmm. you have hmm. no control. You know, so I hmm. feel like hmm. this profession. <laughs> Is one where, and I know that in India, an actor is a very big person, you know, like they go into mm. politics and because I think people take what they are doing on screen quite credibly. But mm. if you really see what actors do, it's basically they say a few lines written by somebody else for about a minute or two minutes, mm. then they go sit in a van for most of the day. Mm. Most of life in acting is waiting, waiting for other people's cues, waiting in your van waiting for the star to show up and i realized that but i'm saying that once you've chosen to be a professor let's say or once you've chosen to be a policeman the profession has pitfalls but many of those you can probably control you know if mm. you've chosen mm. to be say a dentist right mm. like uh, there are very rarely dentists where, where fixing people's teeth and the patient bites you you know like. Mm. This is the trouble with acting is that it's not totally up to you. Like nobody goes into a dentist and then starts playing with the dentist's teeth. You know, Mm -hmm. the Mm. power dynamic is very clear Mm. that the dentist will play with my teeth. Here, the power dynamic can be anything. And I'm saying, how do you as a human, because you from what I've known of you, you're a rational individual, how do you deal with this? Well,
1: that's why it's... I mean, that's why everyone says it's a collaborative art form, right? I mean, it's not dentistry where the dentist has an opinion with what he has to do with your tooth and he does it, you know? He doesn't, like... Like, maybe he he might take advice from another dentist or if it's very complex or something, but ultimately, he's going to take a call, right, on what to do with this thing. It's it's a single person's thing. I mean, that is... Now, whether you want to call it his expression of how he feels uh, and how he needs to deal with your tooth or or whether it's just a medical sort of, you know, it's got to go. Either way, it kind, kind of comes down to sort of one guy's call. You know, this is the (laughs) treatment we're going to follow, you know, and that's it. He is not, he's not calling 40 people. And then he's asking, you know, like, he's not like, (laughs) like asking your mom also, tell me what do you feel also, you know, like, what is your take? Like, what is your opinion on this tooth? Because, you know, I know you've known this tooth since it was very young, you know, you've seen it come, like you've seen it emerge. You saw the old one fall. What are your feelings? You know, like, what would, how will you feel if I were to remove it? And do you think that it's worth saving? Something that lets, like, hear <laughs> it's not a very, you know, like, everyone's opinion. And, like, you know, then it's not like, uh, like, the cameraman is also coming and saying, like, there's no cameraman shooting the dentist procedure, right? And saying, listen, I need more light. I, you're blocking my light. Can you just extract it from the left? Because the right side extraction is, like, you know, it's blocking all the light. I'm not getting a good <laughs> shot of it. So, it's a, it's not a, it's... <laughs> It's a very, everyone's opinion matters over here, you know. So I'm saying, or if you're doing a scene, you know, and this woman insists on just laughing and, you know, playing it like a joke. She wants to do a death laugh, you know, like a, and then die,
0: you know. Yeah, Yeah. and you're you're hugging and saying, I love you, you're the love of my life. Yeah, and she's saying,
1: I think a death laugh will be very nice and fitting for this. Then it becomes a discussion. Then you waste three, four hours on the set. Then someone throws a tantrum. Then you feel that, oh, but then I should have the last line. I should have the last laugh. You know, the last laugh should be hers. So, so everyone's opinions and their egos and there's, it's not as straightforward as uh, an extraction. So yes, an extraction in many ways is a <laughs> far less painful, <laughs> painful process than just executing a scene on a set. And, and you're right, you know, there's just a lot of waiting and then saying a few lines and then waiting again and then falling and then, you know, and then wearing a weird costume. So I think then everyone on the set is saying, wow, did you see how he wore that costume? It's looking so good on him and you know like people are like oh he's really he's really he. the way he said that, it's not a big deal these clothes look like <laughs> clothes on a person you know, and the, the lines will come out of some guy's mouth and it'll sound like whatever <laughs> it's supposed to sound like <laughs> it's not but you know they build up this whole thing you know we're so sorry we had to try five costumes Array, what am I doing I'm changing my clothes here I'm just <laughs> wearing five different things I'm not doing anything major but everyone starts building it up you know then he had to change three times for that season Hey, Are so what yeah what am i doing <laughs> so, that's such you're a not big making a
0: <laughs> vaccine that yeah you're what not am i doing
1: a- but but then you know that's where the legend builds up that you know then the legend and then he fell you know he hurt his elbow very badly there was a scratch he scratched aray, i would have I, every day i fall down on my own i'm sitting at home <laughs> i'm having coffee i fall down <laughs> i don't I need I a camera nothing. at me. yeah yeah i don't need someone to call action yeah nothing i bump my toe on my coffee of my bed all the time, but on the like on the set, it becomes a big, the actor. The actor has you know, he's he shed blood for this role and all, nothing blood. Yeah, was some <laughs>
0: shit that he scratched himself. Which brings me to the next conundrum. This is the other hmm. thing about power dynamics in acting. So, not to go into any names, but basically, in one scene yesterday there was one particular actor who was let go early, okay? Hmm, hmm. And then a lot of the unit was let go, and Hmm. the other actor had to do reaction shots. Right. And in a sort of hierarchical power play, the other actor got upset because everybody left.
1: Hmm. And there was Hmm. no
0: one to watch and clap at his reaction shots. Right. And he felt, I suppose, like the lesser actor, like somehow Hmm. he was less valuable. Hmm. So he started throwing a tantrum, Saying, you know, why is there smaller crew for my reaction shots? You know, I Mm. need everybody for my reaction shots. Mm. And that's my next question to you about acting is, is the real (laughs) acting off camera where people are trying to figure out who is more powerful on the set? Mm. I guess actors are a bit like children. So the next person is not thinking, let me just give my reaction shots. It's 1130 at night. I'll go home. He's thinking, where is my audience for my reaction shot?
2: Mm-hmm, he, like, mm-hmm.
0: it's literally a reaction shot. He's supposed to just look up and go, oh, my God. And that's it. Mm-hmm. But he needs an audience for this because the guy before him had an audience. And they're both mm-hmm. actors at the same level. So right. I want to know, my cadavra is, what's your view on, on the real acting? Is it going on off-camera? And what's happening on camera is a bit fake because the real... Acting and power dynamic and who is where in the food chain is when the camera is not rolling. See,
1: I I, I think mm. that the big performance is in your yeah. first few days on a set. You know, yeah. your big yeah. performance is who is the
0: top dog over here? Yeah. You know? Like you're gauging. So you're gauging the atmosphere.
1: You're gauging the atmosphere, you're setting the tone. You know, mm. you're just saying how do I assert myself like yeah or how see I think different people have a different way of playing the game some want to play the game where they're like listen I you can't touch me okay touch me in the sense not physically but in the sense I'm so above all of this okay that you're not at my level only talk through someone to talk to me you know there's those people also
0: yeah, like like say, that that's stratospheric, Shah Rukh Khan or no. stratospheric. Yeah, I
1: mean, I mean maybe he's approaching, I don't know what their game is, I haven't worked with them. So, but I'm saying different people have different sort of levels of how they deal with, you know, how to create this kind of aura around themselves on a set. Some Mm. people go the route of like, so accommodating, so nice, so lovely and down to earth, you know, such a likable person. I mean, that's the other way to go, which is that, Mm. you know, you just want to be, you want to be loved by everyone. So they'll automatically try and look after you, you know, they'll automatically Mm. try and like, look out for you or whatever it is. But you're always kind of finding your feet on a set, you know, like, like, who is, who is asserting themselves too much on this set, you know, like, or... (laughs) Uh, Acha, that's the game you're playing. Oh, so you're leaving <laughs> at 6.30 today. Let's see mm. now. Tomorrow, I'm mm. also going to show you. I'll leave at <laughs> 6. So, you know, like that. I mean, and that's the only thing that like no one's thinking of this scene. I'm feeling like this scene is not going to work, you know, because people are thinking of all this other stuff, you know, like where did his food come from? He didn't have the set food. He ordered mm. his lunch from outside. Mm. And, mm. and
0: any actors uh, who aspire to Bollywood, I hope are listening to this. So mm. you have to show up as two characters. The character you're playing in the yeah. film and the character you are. Playing off-screen. as an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because
1: you see, what kind of human you are is completely irrelevant. You have to that's, have an actor that's persona. At that's, that's at home. At home. Yeah. That's everything. Yeah. Who are you yeah. as an actor? Like yeah. what is your persona as an actor? Where do you want to pitch yourself as an actor? Because that's another performance. And on different sets, it can be different. Uh, the, the main performance begins when you like are getting onto set. That's when the performance starts. When the card And then of course out. you do little acting, little acting. Ah, okay, now I'm acting. I'm acting funny. Oh, I'm acting sad. Oh, but then the main acting is happening around, you know, it's all happening around the this thing. Achha, how much is his spot getting? Oh, his spot is getting more than my spot. Oh, that's where all the the yeah. you know, the politics are playing out. Where do you get fruits from? Where do you get fruits from? Are I just asked them. They got me fruits. They got you fruits. Yeah, just ask them for cut fruits. are they they didn't give me cut fruits. Yeah. Um. Hey, cut fruit? And then <laughs> someone was listening to them for the cut fruit. You know something that <laughs> that is where you play. <laughs> and at <laughs> the,
0: the scene could be your Gandhi and the other guy's Nehru and you're you know, yeah, yeah. in a conversation about the freedom of India. Yeah. But when you're trying to figure out how did that fucker <laughs> smuggle pineapple onto set?
1: Yeah, how did he get pineapple? They fucking gave me two bananas. He's getting apple and all. You know how much apple is going for nowadays? He got grapes also. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs>
0: And in your head is the freedom of midnight speech. Yeah. You, know, you have to stand there and say, at the midnight hour when the world sleeps. And all you're thinking of is, how did that bastard get grapes? Yeah. Did he put it in his contract? <laughs> another another acting conundrum, Kural. Yeah. And I'm sorry, this week all my conundrums are about acting. No, it's fine. You've been on a set. It's okay. I have. I have. Mm. Um now this this particular set there's a director and then there's a producer Hmm. and the producer is someone I've known for quite a long time and the director is talking to the big stars the big actors Hmm. and I'm playing a third character role Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and the producer is coming and chatting with the actors but the big actors are not listening to him they're only listening to the director
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So the producer feels like he needs to be valuable on set more than just the finances. Mm -hmm. So he has decided to focus on me. Mm -hmm. So he makes me wear different kinds of costumes, makes Mm -hmm. me do the lines with him and has sort of made me his pet, like his pet animal Mm -hmm. on set. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is less to do with the role and more because he wants to spend time on set being useful.
2: Mm Hmm.
0: And he's chosen me and now he's sort of kind of like pushing me towards like performing better to be up to the same standard as the two stars who only Mm. talk to the director. At one point, he also said, you're mine, Mm. you know? So i sort of feel like now he owns me on set and Mm. I'm kind of his property, like a lamp or Mm. a prop or a phone, you know? So, Mm. but I feel this has nothing to do with me. This has to do with him. Needing a a horse in the race, if you will. Hmm,
2: hmm, hmm.
0: Sometimes I feel this is not even a film that I I am just a thing for this producer to fuck with on set. Hmm, hmm. Um how am I supposed to navigate this? See,
1: if you want to be nice to him, you know, if you want to be nice to him, and then you gotta then you gotta shine, you know, then you gotta really do your bit and really be good. Uh, because then he th- then he'll be you know he'll be puffed up every time you do a great scene or have a great line. He'll he'll look towards the others and he'll he'll take claim. He, you know yeah, he'll take claim already. of that. Yeah, yeah he'll yeah. take claim of that that victory. That oh he's looking so good. Look at it. He's he's eaten up this scene. Yeah, he's taken it. He's stolen it. He's got it. <laughs> so you're his. <laughs> this guy now and and he wants is the others to he wants the others to feel bad for not listening to him you know because he wants them to feel that shit if we had listened to him then we could be as good as this guy you know who's yeah, shining yeah. in the scene over here what are the pearls that so I'm saying there are two ways to do it one is that you can uh, you know you can just say that that uh, you can spread rumors amongst other actors that he's giving you extra lines or he, like you've got an inside track on how the script is going to this thing. And so, so the other actors also might feel a little bit insecure to say that, you know, maybe we should listen to what he has to say. That's one way to take the pressure off yourself so that
0: they le- start lending a ear to, to what he has to say. So I've not lived in Roman times. Mm. Uh, but do you think this is how, you know, like a lot of... Uh, like Roman wealthy Roman nobles had slaves mm. yeah and they would often like offset their slaves against each other you know mm. they'd be like they'd put two slaves in a race and say my slave is faster than your slave you know yeah. if you read in Asterix, it's a thing yeah so so do you feel like that that, that now, now it's too late for this to be a normal film anymore yeah that I think that <laughs> sh- ship has <is>
1: sailed now <laughs> So, now it's 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 a film about
0: something else. (laughs) Now it's just this competitive battle, you know, between power, between the producer and the director. And Kunal, my last, last conundrum about about, uh, film, you know, and Mm -hmm. and we've talked about this, I think, a few times before, which is that why is everybody in a film, and I guess this is tied to sort of my slave role, is only at any point looking out for themselves, right? Like, hmm. like if I walk here, can I upstage this person, right? Like, so nobody is hmm. focused on the story. You know, I, I think that, that
1: what you're saying is, and I, I think it's very valid, is that everyone, not only the actors, but whether it's the DOP or whether it's the editor or whether it's uh, the makeup or the hair, everyone is concerned with it looking good. Yeah. Know? And and it looking slick or it looking attractive or it looking right. And I think that that somewhere in all of that they lose the they lose track of what the story is. You know, they lose track of that listen it's not supposed to look good right now. It's not supposed to look correct. It's not supposed yeah. to look pretty. It's not supposed to look done. It's not supposed to look made up or styled or edited or or you know. It's not supposed to be apparent that it's so beautiful looking as a shot. So I, I think that that is where that that is where we are still stuck at at many levels in our thought processes. Is that you know? Oh, if I do my job well is one thing, but what is well? Well is not making sure the actor's hair is in place, it's making sure the actor's hair is appropriate for the scene, or, yeah. Or, yeah. or that the makeup is is uh, is invisible enough, like even if it is heavy makeup where they are made up and they're injured, but it should not look good, it should look bad. He shouldn't look injured and sexy, he should just look injured or she. Um, so so this is where I think our sort of... Uh, this is where, like, see, I'm saying it's it's great to be selfish also, that, you know, it's got to look right, but right is not necessarily pretty or beautiful, right? Right is right for the story and right for the scene, and I, I guess that's where, that's the very fine line between uh, being selfish about your work and, and wanting your, your work to look a particular way so the really good people when they're selfish it's fine you know because they know what they're doing and they're like they're prioritizing their cinematography or their makeup or their hair which is their prerogative uh, but in service of the story rather than in service of themselves
0: especially when you got a like two days ago there was a dead body and this lady kept saying she was a dead body and she kept saying, please do a touch-up. Please do a touch-up. Mm. And I sat there thinking, you are dead. You know. Mm. I, I don't think the audience would look at that and be like, why does she look like this? She's dead. Why can't she look mm. more beautiful than this?
2: Mm.
0: So she was very concerned that she didn't want to look like a dead body, dead body. She wanted to look like mm. a beautiful dead body. Mm. You know. So, so <laughs> everyone kept touching up the dead body, etc. And I'm thinking, when this is on the big screen, how many people are going to think, that's a beautiful looking dead body. Kunal. Yes. You had a physical violence related conundrum. Well, actually, more than physical violence,
1: it's a sports related conundrum, you know. And I just think that it's it's wonderful that we have so many new sports uh, catching on in the world. There's a lot of rock climbing. There's a lot of adventure sports um, that are catching on. Uh, There's martial arts and there's all this uh, MMA or whatever they call it. Uh, But there's also this other game, which I've been noticing quite a bit, uh, which Mm -hmm. is doing the rounds and Mm gaining a lot of popularity, Mm -hmm. which is the slapping sport. It's a sport where uh, two generally large men just Mm. stand in front of each other and they slap each other very hard. And it's basically who can take the slap for
0: longer. So as in they it's keep a, it's slapping a beautiful each thing. Other. It's a It's a massive thing. It's become quite popular now.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't know what it's called exactly. I mean, <laughs> apart from slapping, I guess it's like yeah. I- if if it's an Olympic thing, then I guess it'll just be there as slapping. I mean, I would be interested to see what the the sign for it would be when they have, you know, all the javelin and long jump and swimming. So, if there's just a hand and a face or something, if it makes it to the Olympics. Also, isn't it, there's a lot
0: of shit talking before the slap happens?
1: There's a lot of staring. There's a lot of, like, looking into each other's eyes. uh, There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of head bobbing there there's a lo- i mean there's a lot of these mind games and all that stuff and then they just stand in front of each other and one guy slaps then the other guy slaps then one <laughs> guy slaps yeah. and then the other guy slaps and finally one guy gets knocked out i mean he's just completely and and these are huge i mean huge hands huge uh, men women have also started i mean why leave women out uh, it's it's all uh, it's all over but but you know like and and the thing is that it it goes through a whole process like you have like uh, my one of my brothers also watches it quite a bit and he had raised this thing which was interesting where they have post-match and pre-match interviews also they have uh then those guys have trainers as well trainers uh and uh, mm-hmm. and they have like uh they have coaches so like the coaches come and in the pre-match they say yeah we've been training for four <laughs> months and I think that mentally he's in the right space right now <laughs> and I think uh, you know we've been really working on the mental aspect of it more than the physical. Uh, it's like a full thing. It's like a full and ultimately just a guy slapping another <laughs> guy and then other guy slapping. <laughs> but Are there, get, are there endorsements it. for this? Are there sponsors? Oh yeah it's huge. Yeah. it's huge. It's massive. It's it's really become big, and I think it's so much simpler than boxing and all, you know, because boxing, you're like, oh, fuck, now they're going to, like, cut to the chase, you know, cut to the chase, the main part is like, you want to see the guy getting boxed in the face, now, oh, he's taken it in the ribs, and now they're dancing around the ring, and oh, now, oh, look at his physical, here it's straight, it's like the T20 of boxing,
0: you know, yeah. it's like I the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, and also the other guy who's about to be slapped, I've heard he's shit talks till he gets thwacked.
1: Yeah. You don't have yeah, anything. You got, you got nothing. nothing. Yeah. I'm going to smack <laughs> you and all that. Yeah, you're going to smack me. Of course you're going to smack me. Where You're to be smacked only, where you're to smack.
0: Yeah, and they're uh, just across a table like arm wrestling, right? Just pointing yeah. at each other. And then just one slap and the next slap. I, I want to know, like, what other things like
1: slapping, like, even when I was a kid, I'd never thought of it as a sport thing. Like, <laughs> I I mean, so I'm just trying to think like, what else could make it because so many things are now making it as a sport.
0: Well, fi- Finland, in Finland, carrying your wife on your back is a big sport. Yeah. Your wife, not somebody else's wife. That's cheating. But carrying your own wife is a sport. Hmm. Um and I think there is some sort of a sport in Greenland, yeah. where you have to run with a wolf. Hmm. Like it has to be you versus a wolf. You know, some some sort of thing. So you're saying that in all these sports, it's crucial
1: to add that element of escape. Like, escape. That yeah. sense of like I'm. You know, there's a there's a life threat, and that's what I felt about most sport. You know, and that's I think where <laughs> sport originated from. Is is self preservation, right?
0: Like how (laughs) Like a hurdle. A hurdle has to be someone who's robbed some jewelry, who's passing it on from thief to thief. Right? Yeah. Who has a relay. who yeah. has to climb over some, some sort no, of No, any of these body. javelin
1: shot, but it was all about, you know, who can throw a spear into somebody else at, at the furthest yeah. distance, or who can knock yeah. a guy out with this stone on his head, oh, that yeah. shot, but, oh, you know,
0: this thing. Now, it doesn't, a lot of these don't make any sense, you know, like. I mean, curling, the Winter yeah. Olympic sport of curling, that's just cleaning ice. You know, that yeah. just came from maybe some king saying, you know, I can't take my sledge over this. Please clean this ice. Clean it. And then let's see how smoothly I go. It's like, like <laughs> clear the road, basically. Yeah. The king went, the cleaning remained.
1: Like, like pole vaulting. Eating,
0: Why would you need vaulting. to pole vault? Like, at what point in life would you have a barrier for which you need a pole to jump over a... Unless it's it's a prison wall. Unless it's to run away or to steal. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Just pole vault to this place. Like, where who would tell you that? You know, like, say if you are... Like, like no restaurant
1: is saying that, listen, we're on the first floor, but you'll have to pole vault to us. <laughs> because we don't have <laughs> stairs or lift. But there's yeah, a vault. Yeah. Huh, okay, vault yeah. is
0: there, then we can make it. Yeah. yeah. Like, unless it's for physical violence, what is short putt? Like, why would you throw a giant ball across a distance... Unless it is to hurt someone so that it falls on yeah. someone's head and they die. Like you're attacking but you know, another I, I, village.
1: I, I agree. I, I, I think we're on to something. But I but but having said that, as in, we're only saying this because we're not very physically gifted people. You know, like I think we do a podcast because I think we feel more comfortable talking and talking and just just continue talking. So I, I guess for people who are physically sort of gifted or are like, you know, just a little bit more blessed in in that department they think the same way about debating right like what those two guys just stand there and they just talk about something and then they just say words at each other gigantic losers that's what they think as in so I I think that this is a sort of debating but without the words right so the slapping is like forget all these words you know what you think about Marx and all that stuff or like you know what is happening in uh, you know the Maoist I, I don't want to talk about it let's just slap so I'm just saying that is it better to solve a lot of world problems rather than get down to debate and all? Shouldn't we just have slapping? Because you know, I, don't you war, think this,
0: war is too much. You know, you war think this is too pod, much. Podcast would be much better if hmm. you and I just showed up and started hitting each other. Don't you yeah, think yeah, our yeah. listeners would be much more and our viewers? And like, you know, I I even if like, there wasn't a video,
1: even if it wasn't yeah. on video, and I'm saying if it was yeah. video, then it would be huge. But I'm yeah. saying even if it was just audio of us slapping yeah. each other, nah, we have he's he's bastard. B- yeah.
0: 20,000 more <laughs> yeah. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what we'd get. You know that our last week, you know what he did? He just bashed up Pal. He they just, just slap up. each other. Yeah. They just slap each other. You can it's see it, no, like you can't any other see it, other but it's amazing. Yeah every other podcast is talkative no of course you can't see it so what you're saying is just like if we just resorted to hi hello our last week welcome this week and then just you started slapping me yeah and i i protested like ah Quran. hi <laughs> yeah fuck you ah.
1: because honestly that is one way to solve all conundrums no. <laughs>
0: Thank you, listeners. This has been Our Last Week. Kunal and it I has. are just about to get into a fight right now, into a physical yeah. brawl. So uh, we're gonna so please send us your conundrums about life, violence, anything at patreon.com forward slash our last week. The only way to end this podcast today is just with Kunal slapping me. So here you go. Bye, Paul. Bye, Kul.
1: And a quick reminder that next week we're going to have a listener special. So, um, please do remember to send in your conundrums and we will be more than happy
0: to answer them. Bye. Listener special next week. Bye.
1: You were listening to Our Last Week. Produced by... Rajesh Tahil and Avdut Khanolkar, hosted by Anuvab Pal and Kunal Roy Kapoor, assistant producers Akansha Kadam and Rahul
0: Vaswani.